0: And welcome back, everybody. It seems like we haven't done this in a very long time. It's everybody's favorite sports podcast show, sports ball go. And puck. Boy, I haven't heard that in We're a while. We're not gonna talk a lot a lot of puck today, though. We're really not. We're only talking about one sport today. Brian, you know, we'll do some introductions first and yeah, we'll yeah. get into it. But uh focus on a lot about basketball. Obviously the Warriors just won game six last night to take it home. Yep. Yeah. Curry walks away with the finals MVP. Beautiful job done by him. Um uh, but just kinda talk a little bit. How are we doing guys? We haven't seen each other in a bit. Brian, That's how you true. doing
1: today? That's true. Um I am doing pretty well. Uh cut my hair.
0: Uh, I think we've all gotten haircuts in the last couple months. Well, Kyle, it's more his face got a haircut. Yeah, that's I mean, right. You missed it. I I grew. He like, grew. He was, was like a chin yeah, strap. Yeah, like wow. it, was,
2: it was like two months. I think I didn't shave, and then he like, shaved it. I was laying in bed wow. one day, and I was like, "It's gotta go."
1: It was so funny to see him. He looked like a baby. <laughs> I didn't recognize him. But I'm doing okay. Um Avs Lightning is tomorrow. Obviously, we're not going to talk uh, hockey this episode, but Avs Lightning tomorrow. Husky schedule got released recently, so fun times in hockey. That's for a future episode, though, later on uh, when we're back up in college and hockey season starts picking up. But uh, exciting times in hockey. But the NBA draft next week, and honestly, I think it's my favorite draft out of the four sports, I would say. Um, I don't know if you guys agree with that, but I think the NBA draft is the best one out of the four major ones in the North American sports kind of area of entertainment.
0: I think with basketball it's one of the like out of the four sports it's one of the easier sports for people to try to pick up on mm-hmm. and like actually be a part of like just playing basketball. Yeah, there's not as many players either. Yeah, it's really tight. Yeah, there's not as many players so you yeah. kind of know who's there and then, you know, when you're sitting in your living room you're like, "Oh, this dude's holding a basketball. I know how to shoot. I know how to yeah. shoot one of those."
2: <laughs> that baseballs. It's a lot familiar, of Knicks fans. But when you're talking about the M- the MLB draft, I think no one... Like, the MLB draft is easily the worst of the four. Oh, <laughs> without a doubt. It just It is what it is. I like, think
0: it wasn't up until, like, four years ago that I came to the conclusion that it was in the middle of the season. Yeah, it, it like,
2: doesn't make any sense. No. It's just there. It's, like, kind of when the college season ends. Yeah. Is why the draft starts and everything. But it is what it is for baseball. 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 I love, still I love baseball. I love it, yeah, but it has it. issues. Draft how,
0: how about them Twinkies?
1: Uh, <laughs> we're... We're ten games
0: over 500.
1: Yeah, that's like that's like winning the Pac-12 in football nowadays. That's Nothing fair. special about that.
0: But I mean, hey, it's still still good
1: to see the twins. You're lucky I didn't say Big Ten. We're I've been <laughs> on I've been on one with the Big Ten recently, but it, we'll it stop is, that.
0: It is nice to see the Twins winning more games than they're losing to. That's fair. At least that's fair.
2: I mean, especially with six teams in the playoffs now, they should be okay
0: uh anyways kyle what have you been up to how you been doing
2: oh nothing much just enjoying being home nice to you know see everyone again yeah. got myself a little job writing for a brewer's website so if you want to read some of my work you know follow me on blow twitter blow up I'll, his page about it doing day. good work
0: so yeah it's so it's the twitter exciting. page is finally getting some use rather than just uh, yeah I, i've <laughs> used it a little bit
2: more sport often. wordles i think maybe 40 <laughs> percent of my tweets are just arguing with alex but <laughs> <laughs> whose tweets aren't that, you know, that's, that's, that's fair that point you know you put that out there Major instigator. Like you said, it's getting some use, so you know, that's something.
0: How many times do you think an argument gets started with Alex not to try to argue with him, but just to try to piss him off?
2: Mm. I made a tweet early this morning just to make Alex mad. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that happens. And, but By the way, that tweet was completely truthful. <laughs> I was going through the replies on the City Connect jerseys, and everyone who was saying they hated it, I click on their bio, and it's like, at Cubs, or like, at yeah. Bruins. It's all like these random fandoms. I'm like, of course you're a Cubs fan. Of course you don't like
0: it. I, I played golf with a Cubs fan yesterday who was actually super nice. Weird. There, there are some. There are know. some. He grew, uh, he grew up in Chicago, 17, moved to St. Louis. Was he wearing black Converse?
1: No. He's not from Chicago then. He's <laughs>
0: just. <laughs> fake Chicago in. Whatever fake
1: that. Chicago he, in. He actually he actually had a pretty cool uh He lives in Champaign, not not, <laughs> not
2: Chicago.
0: He actually had a pretty cool uh putter head. It was the uh, what was it, Game 7 2016 World Series, like Ooh. all nine innings, just like the whole scoreboard on the putter head is pretty cool.
1: Well it certainly isn't a Cleveland golf putter.
0: It wasn't. <laughs> that was actually the funnier part of it because it looked like it was the Cleveland brand yeah. golf putter. And I was like, oh, Those are
1: expensive. Yeah, I just, I just started working at a pro shop. This is the only reason why I'm bringing this yeah. up, but I <laughs> see some of the prices. Good God, Dude, golf, golf, is golf is so expensive.
0: Are, <laughs> golf is very... I just got... My mom just got me a new putter for graduation from when we graduated high school. You're mm. late. Hey, I'm just saying, That's me
2: and we well walking it. through Goodwill the other day. There's, there's some golf clubs in there if you there's need some golf there, The best way to
1: describe it is there are some golf yeah. clubs.
0: Yeah, there are some. It is pretty interesting to go in there and see what you can find for sure
1: i also want to say this before we get into the meat potatoes of the episode alex we have what like when i'm on the phone with alex i call him for like 30 minutes exactly. Like, oh, yeah uh, when alex calls I, I, talk, I, I, I miss him i miss him so much i cannot wait to see him in august think, i'm gonna be honest
0: actually i think i just talked to him i think he's coming up sooner than later to mm-hmm. come see ainsley and see family road, road trip to, to wilmer Absolutely. It's time. So I'll go it's time. Say what's up. To uh, I'll Alan be down. But uh, no, he called me yesterday just to. You uh, remember the chair that he broke playing? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, he uh, told yeah. me about this. He, he <laughs> called me yesterday to, He was. He respond. texted me, and then I forgot to respond to his text. But he called me just to be like, "Hey, did you get my Venmo for the chair that I broke?" And I was like, "What?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I finally got Venmo." Yeah, he finally out. got it. So uh, he's officially an adult now. Well, there you go. <laughs> that is congratulations, the, Alex. Thanks, that, Governor Ricketts. For the people that listen to our show that don't know. Uh, Alex was not an adult during college because he did not turn 19 in the state of Nebraska. You were not a legal adult until you turned 19. So if you Uh, ever hear us poke fun at that, that's why. Uh, What are we talking about today, Jules? Well, today we do have a little bit of an interesting show. Uh, Obviously, we haven't done one in about a month and a half, Mm -hmm. almost two months. Today, we're talking strictly basketball. On the other side of that, you did bring up the NBA draft, and that is mostly what we're talking about today. Uh, just right off the bat, we're gonna look at the top five. Uh, you know, what do you guys think? You know, to who everybody's going. Uh, obviously, mock draft wise, Orlando Magic have the first pick. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma, Oklahoma, <laughs> Oklahoma, Oklahoma City Thunder have the second pick. The Rockets are at three. The Kings are at four, and uh, Pistons at five. We're just gonna go through. I want to see what you guys are thinking of who's gonna pick up what. Uh, Brian, your first overall pick of the 2020 NBA draft. Can well, please?
1: this isn't what I would do, um, but every report that I'm seeing, it's like a 99% chance that Jabari Smith Jr. goes to the Magic. Now, maybe this would be a little bit more interesting if Kyle and I disagreed on Jabari Smith, but I think we're both kind of close to each other. Maybe not agree on everything, but pretty close to each other and how we feel about the kid. And he's a very strong offensive player he makes tough shots he can rise up at 610 his dad's a former professional basketball player he knows what to do when he's on the floor uh with his height and his length he shows defensive versatility that I personally didn't really see out there yet um and with Jabari uh he he's a really long lanky guy that helps him out a lot and I kind of already mentioned that but I mean he doesn't create his own shot and I was talking about this to Kyle on the way here. I haven't heard of a first overall prospect who one of his weaknesses is shot creation. Like, that was one of the things, and this may be, this is apples to oranges, but one of the things that separated Anthony Edwards from LaMelo Ball from being the first overall pick is Anthony Edwards could create his own shot. Now, LaMelo can at the NBA level. That I'm not saying that he can't, but that was one of Anthony Edwards' strengths heading into the draft, and that was one of the things that separated him in terms of like who the Wolves were going to take. I it's weird to me to um to have a guy who is a first overall pick but he his one of his weaknesses is creating his own shot.
0: So with that point then do you think that's and something we've touched on before in the past on the show is how the NBA is leaning more towards a very big let's actually play defense now.
1: Well, and Jabari Smith Jr shows defensive potential. Uh he's got the length, but he's not a rim protector, which he doesn't need to be, he's not, he's not strong enough to be that <laughs> whatsoever. Um, but a lot of the defensive, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the, the praise that's thrown to Jabari Smith for defensive versatility is all potential. Like he kind of, he does the simple play on defense, but he's not a defensive stopper per se. And I hear things like, oh, this guy can guard like one, two, three, and four. I don't know about that. Um, the Magic like lanky guys. The guys who are with the Magic right now were involved with the Bucks front office when they picked Giannis Antetokounmpo at 14. So they like their length. They like guys who are kind of unicorns. So I can understand why Jabari Smith Jr. Uh, is that pickin'. You know, you see a six foot ten guy who can uh, a couple times with Auburn. He handled the ball. He was a ball handler on a pick and roll at six foot ten. That's pretty wild. Um, so if you can get that kind of guy. To go to the NBA and kind of replicate that, those traits and that production that he had, that's fine. My biggest concerns with him is, will he fulfill his potential defensively? Can he create his own shot? And can he stop being streaky at points? Because when he's cold, he's cold. Um, I watched a little bit of his game against South Florida. Awful. That dude could not can a shot. But you watch other games, uh, like against Missouri, or was it Missouri? What was the one that I was really impressed with? I think it might have been, I think it was Vandy. He was one of those games in SEC play. He was unstoppable. He was hitting shots over guys who were right on him. And because he's 6'10", you literally can't do anything about it. You have to put a 7-footer on him. Put a 7-footer on him, he just sidesteps you and he takes a shot anyway. So he's good. He's going to need a playmaker. And the Magic have Jalen Suggs there. They've got Cole Anthony. It's not a terrible spot. But I think there's better players
0: on the board after that. So... And I've seen a couple comparisons, and I'm not comparing him to one of the best players in the NBA. I know where this is going. But the comparison between him and Kevin Durant that a lot of people are saying. Do you see it, or do you think people are just kind of trying to exaggerate something to maybe lift him up a little bit more? Well, he's
1: kind of a... And I don't mean to be like, oh, we've never seen a player like this before, but it's... It's hard. It was hard to compare Zion Williamson to anybody when he was coming out of college. Like the main comparison I saw was Charles Barkley, but everybody pre like uh, prefaced it with "We're not saying he's going to be that good." This is like the only guy that we can kind of think of. So he possesses traits that are very tantalizing, but he needs to learn how to create his own shot. If he wants to get to Kevin Durant level, he needs to create his own shot because KD can create his own shot. So he's got the skills, um, but I. It's tough to find – like, that's why I struggle sometimes talking about him because I find him to be a little bit more all over the place than a solid number one pick. I'm not saying he's going to be bad. I think he's going to be a good player. But there's so much talent in this draft. I don't know. I think Kyle can attest to that too. There's a lot of talent after the first overall
2: pick in this draft. So
0: Uh, I know you guys are kind of agreeing with Jabari Smith and a little bit of – I'll say something real quick here. Like
2: I know because Brian said it's not what he'd do at number one, so that's what I'll go with here. I do think JSJ will be number one. I think all the stuff that has been coming out about all that is Magic prob- are really tipping their hands. Probably true. And if they like them, they like them. Whatever. You know, I'm not in the draft room. I'm not a GM. They're picking them for a reason. We're just a bunch of goons sitting on a couch here, <laughs> recording a podcast, telling you who we'd we draft. But if it was me, I take Paula Benchero. I think I know Brian says he thinks Jaden Ivy is the you know has the highest sitting in the draft. I think it might be Paula Benchero. Uh, but the thing about this draft class, no one no one here, like, reeks of Hall of Fame potential, which is rare, you know, by the way, anyway. Mm-hmm. But there's there could be, like, three, four guys in here who are all-stars at some point in their career. And I think Paul Benchero is one of those guys. He's really good on the offense side of the floor. He has he shows defensive potential. I know some people have raved about his defense. Like, I don't know what? why. In, in high school. But, God, a Duke, he did not play defense. Yeah, uh, like Brian said, he kind of sat in the corner. And me and Brian had this conversation uh, on the way up here. About how he was, I guess "lazy" would be the word that you were looking for. I don't that that mi- might not be. Fair. It's a little harsh, but he he, he looked lazy at took times, possessions would, off would be what you could say about him. But I don't. Know, that's who I'd pick at number one. But I think Brian kind of touched on all the points about JSJ and why he's going to go number one And the Kevin Durant comparison is kind of a that might even be one of the reasons for it. But I think if you're looking at the Kevin Durant comparison comparison for JSJ, I think it's just kind of the way he looks is why he's getting compared. To Kevin Durant he's like tall he's he's lanky uh, but he's like efficient at the same time and that's like three very good adjectives if you're going to describe Kevin Durant so I think that's why he's getting the comparison but I'm I would still go with Paulo if he's truly exactly
1: like Kevin Durant then you have to surround three superstars with him so he can win a title so that's a that's a downgrade too. <laughs>
0: taking shots at Katie look at that <laughs> he's
1: so overrated
0: all right driver's seat Oklahoma City Thunder yeah you're sitting in that gas pedal spot who are you picking a number two
2: why, why doesn't like this? It's gotta be Chet, right? I mean, you're taking Chet Holmgren. You, I mean, I, Brian mentioned to me on the way up again, like that everything the Thunder have been doing is like it's led up to this. Like you need to take Chet Holmgren if he's sitting there. If he doesn't go number one, which I don't know if you would have told me three months ago that Chet Holmgren wasn't going to go number one, I probably would have laughed at you and said, Nah, the Thunder aren't getting nothing. But I think that's how it's lining up right now. Uh, they could take Paulo. I think that's on the table. I think they could even like maybe reach for Jay and Ivy uh, if they want to be a little crazy. But I think just the, with how solid that Chet Holmgren is at basketball, like playing defense, you know, there's things he can work on. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna say that he's like a perfect basketball player because otherwise I would have said he's my number one pick. But he fits this team really well. And they, they pay like he fits really well with Giddy. I like what that like gets gets at with last year's draft. So I think this is a slam dunk like for me, yeah. and I'd be shocked if Chet Holmgren isn't the number two overall pick in this year's draft.
1: Yeah, the Thunder have to take a big here. They've got so many good players at guard. If you even want to go into their bench, Lou Dort is a good basketball player. I mean, he's the subject of some trade talks, which Kyle and I were kind of surprised by, but um, Lou Dort is, on, is off that bench. Josh Giddy, like Kyle mentioned, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is one of the best young guards in the entire league. You need a big to help out that team, and one place where they struggle is defensively. This is a team that lost by 70 points to the Grizzlies at one point in the regular season, one of the biggest blowouts in NBA history. Chet Holmgren possesses defensive anchor-like skills. He's obviously not big. He's tall, but he's not big. I mean, he he's kind of a string bean out there, but he should be able to build weight. Maybe not to like a, a Giannis level or whatever, but he should be able to put some pounds on and be stronger inside, but... He's still a great rim protector, even if he, you know, quote unquote, looks frail. Um, I mean, he's a problem for everybody on the court. I, and one thing that I noticed uh, when I was watching some of these games that he played, and granted, not against the greatest competition in the world, but even against teams like Memphis in the tournament, he made people see ghosts in the paint. Like people thought he was behind it, that they were that he was behind them when when he wasn't. He makes people second guess when you're in that prime area of scoring. And that's a huge skill to have on your basketball team, to make people afraid to even go into the paint or be concerned that somebody's right behind you, and then you mess up more shots when that happens. Um, offensively, there's things to work on. Like Kyle said, he's not a perfect prospect. A little bit streaky from three, but he's got a good form, good release. He played in one of the right systems to learn how to play offense. Gonzaga is a great place to learn how to play offense, um, but. Besides that, you know, maybe some rebounding issues, but that's just because he's a little—he's not as strong as some other guys. But he should be okay with his—with his length. I think the only thing that Thunder fans can't get into is you can't think of Chet as like a number one scoring option because some people want that at a top pick. You're not going to get that with Chet. You're going to get a guy who needs a playmaker with him to play. Thunder have that, so this is like Kyle said. This is a slam dunk. The Thunder are in a perfect spot to pick their guy. To be their anchor in the paint for a decade or even longer.
0: So, a uh, little thing to point out here for you guys, put in a little bit of perspective: all projected top five picks, one of them's a year younger than us. <laughs> Three of them, or two of them, are the same age as us, and two of them are one year older than yeah. us. Crazy. What the Fuck, are we doing? Yeah,
2: well, I mean, yeah, we're we're getting to that point. And, like this is something Alex talks about a lot. I know he's he said this on the show before, but. You see all these like h- highlight tapes of kids that are like 16, you know, hitting baseballs like 450 feet and you're like I couldn't do that. When that I was 16. I could hit 300 feet like maybe. <laughs> that list must not have Keegan Murray on it.
0: Keegan Murray's. T- uh is he top 20, 5 on that 22. list? He on here, he is yeah, he's 21. He's 6th. He's okay, projected. Cuz I was going to say he's
1: like he'll be 22 years old I think around draft night. Yeah. So, so. That's the only outlier which that's just something well, I... It doesn't make me feel any better
0: to... You know, <laughs> he's, he's an old sophomore. He was yeah. still a sophomore. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he took a couple red shirts, if I remember correctly, so... Uh,
0: going into pick number three, projected for the Rockets. A lot of people are saying Apollo might fall to three, obviously, if he doesn't get taken one.
2: That makes sense to me. I think that makes sense to Brian,
0: too. you see a world where the I Rockets might go any other direction It'll be either,
2: I think... JSJ or Apollo, But if it was me, I'm taking Jaden Ivey at number three. I mean, who doesn't love a little bit of Jaden Ivey? I th- like, Brian, Brian, I know he thinks that he has the highest upside in the draft. Yeah. He, like, has star potential. You saw it, like, early in the season. I think he, like, shooting some ridiculous rate from three. And he, he came back down to earth. I think it's mentioned here what I have in front of me. But uh, on defense, I think if you really look into it, I think he's actually a good defender. I think a lot of the the criticism he's getting for his defense is just because he played for Purdue. That's kind of how Purdue's system works. I mean, Purdue Bad is just painter. some. It's just some. It's weird basketball. It's like really hard to describe what Purdue basketball is if you haven't seen it. But it's Big Ten basketball. That's all you need to know. It, it's weird. It's odd. It's it just it summarizes the Big Ten perfectly. He has a little bit of a weaker left hand. I know some people are worried about his left hand. I'm not terribly worried about it. I mean, he's really fast. He's really strong, and he, he might just beat you to his right side anyway. Even if you know it's coming, I think I think he's just that good. Uh, he has good passing. He good decision making. He shoots pretty well. I'm. It's Jaden Ivey. I mean, I, I don't know if I, I, I'm i like kind of struggling to come up with words to describe how good Jaden Ivey is and how high I think his ceiling is. So I would take him at number three. But like I said, it's, it's not going to happen. He's probably going like four to six range. So the only issue with the Rockets taking Ivey,
1: and I know the rule of thumb is you don't draft for fit, you draft for best player. But this is not like – not saying the Rockets couldn't work around it, but then they'd have to move like Kevin Porter to like the three – Jalen Green would probably have to play the one because Ivy's probably not playing point guard. I, I don't think so. He could, but I don't know if he has the tightest ball handle uh, yeah, to do that. first year, no. So this makes all the sense in the world for Palo to go. I think Bancero makes a ton of sense for the Rockets. They just traded Christian Wood for the 26th overall pick and a bunch of expiring contracts. That's their power forward. Palo's not necessarily a power forward, but he's six foot ten. You put him there in the lineup card, and you just let him run around and shoot and score and create plays. Whatever it needs to be, Palo is the guy to put next to Jalen Green, next to Kevin Porter Jr., next to Alperin Shengun, I think is how you say it. The guy that they drafted in the middle of the first round last year. That's the talent that you put next to that roster. Um, I think, you know, even if they wanted to reach for Ivy, which I don't know if that's going to happen, because I think... We've mentioned the Magic tipping their hand. I think the Rockets have tipped their hand a little bit towards going to Palo. But I think Palo makes a ton of sense here for the Rockets in terms of team continuity. That team is going to score maybe like 110 points a night, like consistently. That that squad will be able to put the ball in the hoop. Defense is a huge issue for that team, but I think that's something you worry about later and you pick the most seasoned scorer in the draft and you pick Palo. You probably have a rookie of the year candidate on your hands then, probably the favorite to win it. I would assume so. Usually guys who score the most win it, unless you're Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball does everything else correctly. Um but or even Donovan Mitchell, but more often than not it's the guy who scores the most. So this is a this is a move that not only makes sense for the Rockets, but it gives them buzz. Like bringing Palo in brings people's attention in. This is a Duke player, a highly rated Duke player. This is a guy who's been talked about ever since he was a senior in high school, this is the type of player that the Rockets need to unlock a new gear in their offense.
0: Uh, before we get into number four, one thing I want to touch with Paolo is, have we ever seen his dehydration of just how much he sweats mm-hmm. and how much he has to keep drinking and the fact he loses up to seven to 10 pounds a game? Yeah. Could we ever see this be a problem where maybe one of these top five teams say, I don't know if we want to take the chance?
2: This is an interesting mindset for me. This is more of like an NFL mindset where, like, it's like the criminal history and, like, you know, physical issues or whatever. This is something NFL teams like to pick at. And, like, in more than any other sport by far, I mean, hockey's starting to get into it. And, like, thank God, hockey needs to, like, start getting into some of the off-field issues. <laughs> well, that, that's a topic for, like, another time. So, I, I don't I don't know, maybe, like, like, maybe there's, like, less than a 1% chance that someone is, like, worried about this. And, like, I'm not going to say it's not warranted because, like, this is like a scary, this is like a human being you're dealing with. And when someone's losing that much weight over the span of like two, three hours, like they're just playing a basketball, like I shouldn't say just playing a basketball game. It's hard work. You know, you're, you're running around and doing all this stuff, but I, I don't know. Maybe it might be a little ridiculous to suggest that someone's going to pass on him because he sweats so much when he's that good at basketball. It sounds silly when you say it out loud. So I think it's silly in practice too.
1: So I'm going to give you a little bit more credit, Jules, not saying that that's your opinion, but you're just bringing up a point. Um, it is concerning, but I think a lot of offices are thinking if they if this is like a thing that's brought up in draft rooms. I think there's another side of it where okay, this guy has been a top-rated prospect for multiple years with this condition anyway, so he should be okay. I think it's more of a we'll cross that bridge when we get there kind of issue. You're still taking a an elite level score in the top five of the NBA draft, which is always a plus.
0: So do you think the Rockets are sitting here thinking right now, what can we do to make sure that we can help him every way possible? Yeah,
1: I think that's the better way of looking at it. And maybe the Rockets are a poorly run front office, and they're not thinking about that. But I would hope that they're more thinking about, okay, let's take the guy with elite skills and tools, and then we'll help him or worry about his uh, body weight or sweating or weight loss issue, whatever you want to call it, later. Um, That's probably something that they'll have to address in early practices because I'm sure that's a problem in practice too, not just games. So I think with NBA nutrition and uh, training staffs and everything, they should be able to find a way to not obviously end it. That's something that probably just doesn't go away, but mitigate it I think would probably be the best strategy for them. I
2: I like that when you, you know, if they're thinking about this, like um, obviously you want to give the Rockets credit because I'm sure they're thinking about this. It'd be Mm. pretty crazy if they weren't. But it's the kind of thing where, like, you know, he's going to shake the coach's hand and then he's going to shake the medical staff's hand. Yeah. Because, like, they're going to be his best friend. It, it is what it is. You know, he has to deal with it. And, you know, he's a tough kid. Like, he he's gotten around it. He played really well in college when it, like, first started to, you know, like, become an issue for him. So I'm going to give everyone credit in the situation and say hopefully it's not an issue. Uh, it'll be something that the media is going to be on him about for... Yeah, I can't wait for career. that first take segment. It, it is what it is. I, I don't know. I just... I hope it's not an issue and maybe me being a little pessimistic about it is me just kind of wanting to shove it aside because it's not it doesn't seem fair to Apollo himself.
1: I mean, the Rockets are basically giving him the hat and draft jersey already anyway. Like I think I think their mind is made up. I I wonder I wonder if there's any going to be if there's going to be like any element of like Sam Presty who this is not like a this is not like super clever cuz teams do this all the time, but I wonder if there's going to be a thing where We get the draft night and we hear experts saying the Rockets are calling the Thunder for their second overall pick because the Thunder just told him that they're going to take Paolo. Like I wonder if that's going to happen at all because this draft class is interesting in the sense of you've got two guys who are really solid everywhere. Chet is not a top scorer and Jabari has questions offensively and you've got a guy in Paolo It's like this guy, I know he's going to average like at least 15 (laughs) a night at worst in his career. So I wonder if that will happen at all, but that's, kind of a nothing burger until we get to June 23rd, I guess. I'm so. more
2: interested in the fact that Paulo and the JSJ swap like picks like one and three. I think that's the situation where, you know, let's say Apollo goes first and the Rockets are like, oh boy, like, like <laughs> oh shit, like, what, what do we do? Like, we were almost certain that Paulo's going to be ours. Like, yeah. do we want to take JSJ? Do we, like, even trade down? Like, do you get creative? Like, how creative... Can they get in that situation? Which is funny because like I think, we, like, like I mean, we mentioned at that earlier, point, when
0: you think of a front office like when you think of the front office, I'm sure they're already thinking of cool. What is every? You know, I'm sure the Kings are sitting here thinking, cool. There's going to be three picks that are ahead of us. We think they're locked. Mm-hmm. Here's the situations where they're not, or here's the situations where Jaden Ivey gets picked before we can grab them. That's a good point.
2: Like if if I'm thinking of it, sitting here on this couch, I'm sure they've already thought of it too. So I, I shouldn't probably yeah. panic for them. Yeah. Which and even even if so, Jabari
1: Smith Jr. is still a good fit for the Rockets. So let's say that even did happen, I think they're okay. Exactly. So,
0: uh, all right. Getting into number four, we just lightly brought it up. The Kings. They have the fourth pick this year in the draft. They're projected to pick up Jaden Ivey. Went to Purdue. Played played a lot of guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had two years with them. Six four, two hundred pounds. Where do we think? He, do we think he's gonna fit in good with the Kings, or what are we thinking?
1: He's not going to the Kings. They're trading out of this pick. Um, I Either that, I think, I think the best fit for the Kings is Keegan Murray. If I were the front office, I'd pick Keegan Murray, but this that's not going to happen. The Kings ownership group has told the GM and the new coach, Mike Brown, we want to make the playoffs. So, and I think the only reason why they're doing that is because they were a part of the bubble two years ago where almost everybody made the playoffs anyway. Uh, So they're, they've got like, I don't even want to call it a taste of it, but they've been like in the mix before the Kings, as pretty much anybody knows is one of the kind of the more downtrodden franchises and not only basketball, but kind of all of sports the past like decade and a half. Back when they had Chris Weber and Mike Bibby, they were really good. Um, I mean, Peja Stojakovic was playing for him back in the day, but, they haven't found continuity. They haven't found success. Uh, even when they had Demarcus Cousins, they had issues with coach and Demarcus Cousins, or, you know, star player coach, re- relationships with George Carl being kind of an irritable coach and kind of stubborn. I think this is a trade down situation. But, you know, and, and a lot of people mention trade down, especially in the NFL draft. Like, that's one of the most popular things to do. It's like, oh, they're just going to trade down. Well, somebody needs to trade up. So, this is a situation where, well, I think Keegan Murray is the best fit for the Kings. If they're trading out of it, this is the Jay Nivy sweepstakes. Like, this is the team that's like, we don't want the Pistons to get Jay Nivy. because if Jay Nivy goes to the Pistons, good night, Central Division in like five years. Like, say say your prayers. This is the this is the rat race for Jay Nivy at four. But honest to God, I don't know who's gonna trade up. Like, I, I don't know I don't know what the package looks like, you know, and I don't know. Besides that, I think if the Kings are looking for like a star player to put next to Fox and Sabonis, who is that guy? And who? what else are you giving up? Because you're not just giving up the fourth pick. There's got to be a little bit of like salary purging or what. So I'm not 100% sure, but I think this is a trade-down spot. There's another pick, and like a few picks that's also a trade-down spot, but it's not like set in stone. Almost everything I'm hearing is that the Kings want to trade out of this spot. They'll take a prospect that they need, and if they stay here... I think this is Keegan Murray. They're looking for a guy who can help him now, and that's Keegan. He's a proven scorer at, at the college level. He can play next to Sabonis. Fox will feed him on the fast break, and Keegan Murray is one of the best pace players in, in the draft. He works off the fast break super well. So it depends on where this is going. This is either Keegan Murray if it stays, or, and we've brought up Jayden Ivey, this is the trade-up to make sure the Pistons don't get Jayden Ivey.
0: So... You brought up the word pace, and obviously just to keep up pace. Do you see a world where the Pacers try to do a swap Ooh, six for four, six for four? Uh? And again, obviously the Kings would need to sweeten the pot a little
1: bit. That would be the not which that'd be funny because that'd be the second straight deal the Kings and uh, Pacers have done. Because at the trade deadline, that was the Halliburton and Sabonis swap between the two teams.
0: So and well, and Pacers are sixth overall right now. Yeah, We're projected to pick up Keegan Murray. Mm. So on top of that, I don't know if I love that fit.
2: This is interesting to me because, like I, Brian mentioned, like trading down is the popular phrase, but someone has to trade up too. And when you're looking a little bit later in the draft, you have a lot of unknowns. Like I think Daniels, the G League kid, I don't really know much about him. Yeah, Dyson, Dyson Daniels, yeah. that's the name. Thank you. And then Shane Sharp, you know, from high school, a lot of the un- you don't know where these guys are really gonna go. You like really don't have a great idea of how good some of these guys are. So I don't, it depends on how high some teams value some of these guys. I think Jaden Ivy, like, at four, like, the sweepstakes, like Brian mentioned, is a good point. But when we're kind of talking about the six pick and, like, even seven, eight, nine, all the way down to ten, I think where Sharp and Daniels or might end up getting drafted, there's some teams that are going to have higher values on these guys. And some some teams are like, if we have the opportunity to trade up and, like, get a shade and Sharp, someone who's, like, you know, like, really jumps out at you with all the bounce he has. So there's a team that... I'll get to when you're done, but there's a team that could really use that. When you're looking at some of these guys and like if you va- like maybe even overvalue them a little bit, that they trade up and like get rid of some of their picks from down low. And those are the people that I think are trading up when another team is looking to trade down. Were you gonna say something, Jules?
0: I was gonna say a team to me that sounds like that fits their what they need to do perfectly is the Wizards. Right now they're yep. sitting at tenth. Yep. And they're in that spot where it looks like Johnny Davis will fall to tenth. And I don't think Johnny Davis is necessarily somebody who fits yeah, that. He's w- just projected at 10 He's projected yeah. at 10. He's somewhere. He's somewhere within that 8 to 13, yeah. 12 range. Like, yeah,
2: I've even seen him at like 18, 19. all oh, future Timberwolf, <laughs> Johnny Davis. <There's> people <laughs> that really don't like what Johnny Davis, because like, he just can't shoot a 3. But you know, at I'll at get that into point that later when I talk yeah. about him. But.
0: but at that point, I think Jay Nivey would look pretty good in a Wizards uniform. Yeah,
2: like if, if the Wizards like have that opportunity and that's something... you know if they're comfortable with the price, or maybe Mm -hmm. if they're, like, even slightly uncomfortable. Like, but when Jay Nivey, like, walks into the room, like, after you make that trade, you're going to feel pretty good about yourself. Well,
1: and the guy that's being traded from the Wizards for that um, would have to be Bradley Beal. Uh, They've they've had him there for a long time. It hasn't really moved since when John Wall was in his prime, and they were competing, not necessarily competing for a title, but they were second-round competitors in the playoffs. Um... So this is like a Beale move, and if the Kings get Bradley Beal, that's huge. Um, I don't think that automatically makes them a playoff team, but it certainly makes them interesting. Because um, on paper, I, I'd argue on paper that's a playoff team, but there are teams kind of in that 7 to 10 range when you look at their talent, like on paper they overperform. The Timberwolves are one of those teams where on paper, if you told me two years ago that was a playoff team, I would have been like, eh, I don't, I don't know. But
2: they've blossomed into a playoff team. When you say playoff team, do you mean like playing or just like firmly in the playoffs without the playing? Like, God, I hate the playing. Um,
1: well, it's tough because even the Clippers were the eighth seed this year in the like West. The Clippers, it's so Clippers, stacked. Yeah, it It's, it's like, ridiculous. And like the Pelicans were the 10th seed. Uh, the Pelicans are going to be good next year. I mean, that's a weird team. I think they're picking like 14th this year, and they have like no needs per se. Like they just need weapons. So... Uh, <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, it was Zion. The, the list I have. pulled he'll up, up right now, the list I have be, up right
2: now has Duran, or is it Duran? The yeah. Memphis Jalen Duran. Yeah, yeah. That
1: makes That's sense. So I've weird. seen him. I've seen him mock to the Knicks, which I think would be so funny if they picked another. <laughs> if they picked another forward. I think John Davis is going to be a <laughs> Nick, but I'll get into that later. So, to get back to the Wizards and the Kings, that makes all the sense in the world if they want Jaden Ivey. The other team to look at then is the Pistons, because if the Pistons want Ivy, then they're going to be calling the Kings too. Now, that would only be to move up one spot, but we've seen big deals to move a couple spots. Dontrich and Trey Young, for example, to swap those picks. There was a lot of movement there. If you even want to look in the NFL, that Trubisky trade, a lot of picks to move up one spot. So it totally could happen. I think Pistons and Wizards are the two teams to watch out for, but that's not like us dropping a hot take. Like that's... That's been kind of known for a little this bit. So.
2: Five, five to four in this scenario, like especially when Jaden Ivey isn't like the perfect fit for the Kings, kind of feels weird. He's a perfect fit for the Pistons, well, though. Say that. Like Brian said, if it turns into like everyone around the league starts hearing that, oh, Jaden Ivey, like the people who are trying to get this, their hands on this number four pick, want Ivey, and then the, then I think that's where you have to like try to get yeah. on those calls. But if it's not going to be the Ivey stakes, and let's say for some reason the Kings don't trade for this pick, or they trade it like down even like further for something else. Then maybe you just you feel comfortable like, oh, yeah, we'll get Ivy at five.
0: A little bit of, sorry, I kind of backtracking a little bit. Did yeah. one of you mention before what pick the Pelicans were at? Or it was, was
1: either it 13 or 14.
0: So they moved up hmm. the uh, Lakers to eighth. uh
1: y- Oh, yeah, that's right. They have the eighth pick because of the Lakers trade. That's what I was thinking of.
0: So I just I rolled across mm-hmm. that and yeah you're right I figured so bring I got it into conversation just so if we come there importance
1: I hate to be like the stupid they're probably also trading out of that
2: <laughs> it makes <laughs> or at least trying to yeah I mean F, like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try to think of a number here like maybe top six of these guys kind of feel like there's good fits for them like the top six projected picks right now kind of fit with those six teams but then you start getting into, like the Daniels and the, the Sharp like I mentioned earlier. I don't know if that's what the Lakers really want right now or what they need. Cause I think the Lakers want to compete next year, right? Like, well,
1: the Lakers, I mean, it's the Pelicans' pick, so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's it's tough because this draft feels really wide open after pick three. Mm-hmm. Like, really, anybody could go at four. Um, and there's a lot of teams wanting to trade down right now because the Trailblazers want to win right now. That's another pick that I guess we can talk about later because they're at seven the Pelicans got really close to beating the number one overall seed in the entire playoffs. And the Kings have a very stubborn ownership group who is like, okay, we're done with tanking. We need to make the playoffs. So, um, we'll see. Uh, certainly watch the wizards, I guess. But I mean, when we're getting into the point of like seven and eight, like who's going to want to trade for a seventh or an eighth overall pick? It's tough It's tough to justify moving
0: assets for a 7th to 8th overall pick. I don't know. I, unless for some reason there's just somebody... Unless somebody golden. just drops. Yeah. <laughs> unless somebody Golden just drops to 8th and somebody just absolutely is dying to trade up.
2: It's just so hard to see someone like like you said, Golden, that's going to drop like that.
0: The only guy I could see that happening
1: to is Keegs. Like maybe Keegan Murray drops. Or
2: I, I guess Ivy too,
1: maybe. I uh, think a lot of people think highly
2: of Ivy, which is that's tough. That's the thing. Like, every, People also think pretty highly of keegan Murray too, so... If if Sharp goes before Ivy, then all hell breaks loose. Um, if that happens, whoever does that is an absolute fool.
1: Okay, besides that, <laughs> besides being armchair GMs, if that actually happens, then we might see a vehicle for a bunch of trades. Um, but I don't think the Kings are taking Sharp I mean, it's
2: probably either Ivy or Murray. I so guess if you're just team chaos, you want that to happen. Yeah. That would be fun. I think that'd be pretty funny. The only think oh, it's nice for us to sit here when our teams, you know, are solid playoff teams. Like we <laughs> got the Bucks and the Wolves, and that we're picking, you know, the last third of the draft. And we say, oh, yeah, we can root for chaos because our pick doesn't matter as much. Well, I mean, it's easy for us to say that. It is funny. I, oh, the, yeah. only, the only person I'd feel bad for is Shane Sharp because his career is toast. So uh, you just play a year at college, and you could have prevented all of this no he's he's taken the risk by he was one of the highest ranked recruits of the last decade but he redshirted
0: yeah that's his fault he
2: could have he didn't
0: he didn't risk injury well he finessed the system wrapping up this little bit of the conversation uh let's move into obviously we've mentioned timberwolves and bucks Mm -hmm. we're sitting back we really don't need to pay attention too much what is something that the timberwolves or bucks could add to this lineup of brutality to even make you it even better. Do you want to talk first, or should I?
2: Yeah, I'll tell.
0: Because you're the Bucks guy.
2: I think of the Bucks. No,
0: this like is actually. I know, know. I know. The, al- the fact that c- I
1: see which player is up makes this funnier because yeah. I know he's so conflicted on some yeah. of these guys. <laughs>
0: Before you go, I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh, you I know I asked you a question. I'd love to ask this question to Alex, as he doesn't really have a true team, more so... Lifelong Nuggets fan. Lifelong... <laughs> so what are you talking about? I'd lo- Honestly, I think I'd word this different for him, but as to where would he want to see LeBron go or team up with?
2: <laughs> are we like, talking like... I don't like want to talk Lakers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just saying in general. Just he, Alex answering he, this question would be
1: hilarious. He okay. is, but I mean, he is a Nuggets fan. Like, is he? He's pl- he's pledged his allegiance to to Nikola Jokic. Does he have
0: that Pride Nuggets? He has the Pride Nuggets hat, doesn't he? Is it is
1: it a Pride? I thought that was just like their old because their old logo in the '80s used to have a rainbow. You're right. My so bad, was it was wow. it just still
2: Pride Month? By the way, we can say yeah, that's true. Yeah, still yeah, Pride Month. Yeah. Pride
1: Month. Yeah, Happy Pride so, yeah. Month. But anyways, I talked with him, our expert Nuggets guy. Alexander Fern. Alex in the booth on Twitter. Go go ahead to drop him a follow for more bad Big Ten lists, um, which were not created by him. He'll just retweet them. Um, I asked him about Jalen Williams. Now we're getting into real draft coverage. We're talking about oh prospects ranked 20th Great. Here we in go. the draft. What did he say? He's, I, I, here's the thing. I was surprised, first of all, that he knew who Jalen Williams was because he's a guy that's kind of flown under the radar for a lot of people. But I'm guessing he saw him. Because he played in the same conference as Gonzaga and Saint Mary's, which West Coast Conference here, I gotta give them their flowers. They should have been a four bid league in the in the NBA or in the NCAA postseason. The fact that Michigan got in is kind of silly, but we'll get we'll get past that. Um, you know, still rooting for Texas A and M. Uh, rest in peace to their tournament bid. Um, but. He said that he liked Jalen Williams, which I I didn't know that he was aware of Jalen, but like almost every mock draft I see is like, Nuggets, they're taking Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara. It's like, okay. And man, you put a guy who can shoot three and has a good feel for the game next to Nikola Jokic, picking him at 21st, of course the Nuggets would get that. They're one of the most well-oiled machines in basketball. They remind me of the Tampa Bay Rays, all honest to God. So uh, that would certainly be interesting. Kyle, I want to hear about the Bucks
2: and their okay, potential well, savior
1: from the Cornhusker State. Okay, well, before <laughs> I
2: get into McGowan's in specific, <laughs> a lot of the consensus is what I'm seeing is that the Bucks are going to reach for a guard here, like like twenty picks ahead. Reach, like it's going to be Christian Braun, McGowan's, and it's going to be Lewis out of Marquette, which I guess is fine. I mean, all three of those I think will serve the role what the of what the Bucks want of a player off the bench, like fine, they'll like shoot some threes and sit back down and, and then call it a night. Because that's what the Bucks want, like, because they don't have like many gaping holes right now. But if I'm the Bucks, I'm taking Ty Ty Washington. That's what I want. I want. I want a. He's ours. I want a guard from Kentucky. You stay off. You stay and off a Ty Ty. a guard from Kentucky. Will touch the floor in the He's NBA. He's a Timberwolf. <laughs> instantly, be an impactful player. Do I think that's gonna happen? Probably not. And I think honestly, if Ty Ty Washington's on the board when the Bucks pick, they'll probably swing and miss and take Christian Braun anyway. Either that, or they trade down. <laughs> yeah. Which honestly, I'm okay with trading down. I think. This year is not something where the Bucks are gonna look to the draft to like find answers. I think I know. I told you that Grayson Allen's a free agent. That's wrong. I think they're they're just looking to trade him right now. Oh, which that's good. Send send him to the Shanghai Sharks. <laughs> which is, which is I know Brian doesn't like Grayson Allen. You know that's why fine. would I? Why would yeah, I not exactly Grayson? Brian's mm, right? You don't weird. have any reason to like Grayson <laughs> Allen if you're not a Bucks fan or I guess a Grayson Allen fan. Which Duke. there are people. that better Grayson Allen fans that exist which is which is funny to me. That's a lie.
1: People like white basketball players from Duke, man. I don't know what to tell
2: you. <laughs> yeah. So I I could sit here and complain about what the Bucks are going to do, but I don't think it's going to be terribly impactful unless it's Washington because that's something you can get excited about. I'm not going to jump up and down when I see Christian Braun like announced on Twitter because I'm going to be honest, I'm probably not going to end up watching <laughs> that far into the draft anyway. I'll probably you know watch the first like ten picks or whenever Johnny Javis gets drafted. I'll flip the TV off because <laughs> you know me. But I don't know. It, there's not really much to talk about. You
1: didn't, didn't talk about, about
2: McGowan's.
1: Oh yeah, What's you want? the fit with McGowan's in in Milwaukee?
2: I don't see it. I Why don't don't see not? It, and I I could quickly read what like what this article has to say about the him. Bucks. The Bucks like
1: lanky guards. I like the lanky players in general. Is Are that a, you, is
2: that a fit? that You guys quick quick Are talk. you guys read saying
0: lanky?
1: Lengthy. Lanky. Lanky. Lengthy. Lanky. lengthy. I kind of use it. Lengthy.
2: No, I know. Lanky's okay. more like someone, like, they look skinny. That's what I use it as. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm using yeah, it interchangeably for before. effect. Okay. Yeah.
0: It's like Kyle said it earlier, and I heard you just say it now. I was like, what?
2: Lanky's, Jules, this is very serious draft coverage. He, oh. I
1: mean, oh. everything he, I say. For oh, okay. me,
2: Lanky's like, you open it up in the dictionary, and boom, there's a picture of Kevin Durant with his mm. skinny legs. Yeah. Uh, which, you know. Some chicken people bone people arms. People, like, hammered him for, but. It's still Kevin Durant. He's still, like, I don't care how skinny his legs are. <laughs> well, He's put sure, some lotion on I, him. But, sure, you know, oh, sure. come wow. on. Oh, bro, I'll, bring, I'll bring that up. God. Wow. Hey, everyone knows that was bad. It was
1: floating around. He's bringing up, like, it a Twitter good. thread three months ago. <laughs> yeah. Tough. Tough fight, scene, but.
2: If, if we're going to talk about McGowan's, I think, what do you, did he average over 20 at Nebraska? No. I, it was like close. It was like 18, 17, 18, hey. something like that. He was super inefficient, though. That was kind of the big. And I I don't know. Like, I'm reading what, what the behind the Bucks, the uh, SV Nation site has to say about him. Yeah, they're raving about him way too much from what I saw. Uh, he doesn't scream NBA to me like they suggest. Uh, he doesn't scream a 20 point score like they suggest. I don't know where, where all this is coming from. He's
1: just. Kyle's just taking this out because his brother is a bad
2: basketball player who hurt Johnny Davis. I'm I'm not even mad about that anymore because Johnny <laughs> actually ended up playing, and then we choked to Iowa State, which that is what it. Like I said, like I said earlier, it is what it is. But I don't know. It, it feels like a reach for McGowan's. Yeah, I, I'm Drinking some
0: tea over there. Yeah, with the I must be. Out. All right. Mm. With the pinky. Reach up. for McGowan's. All right. All right, Brian. Timberwolves time. Oh, that's so all you guys. Nice. I'm, I'm sitting this way. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. No, about you basketball. put you put, bad, future, you put our
1: future, you put our future All Pro point guard in your mouth for the Bucks, and that I'm just not gonna stand for that.
2: I was dreaming. So I know you are. I
1: wouldn't expect you to, Brian. Okay. <laughs> so, um, this is a spot where, and this was reported by the Ringers Kevin O'Connor, um, who in terms of basketball coverage I really uh, respect. There's some other things, but we won't get into that, uh, that I'm not super fond of with him. But he's very good at draft an- uh, anal- or analyzing draft classes, and he, he knows you know murmurs in the NBA, so he's kind of an insider. But D'Angelo Russell is being shopped around right now by the Timberwolves. If they can pull off a trade for D'Angelo Russell, and not that I hate D'Angelo Russell. I don't want to be like that, because there are some people who just want him banished, and some people love him. But the guy was an inefficient shooter. He takes long mid-range shots, which are not very efficient shots in basketball nowadays. And in the playoffs, he shot mid-30s from both the field and from three. That's not really good. From three, fine. But if he's shooting like 35, 36% from the field in the postseason, it's bad. And he didn't average that many points either. Um, he, I don't remember exactly if John Morant was his primary defender or not. It doesn't really matter too much. He's still did not play well whatsoever. Um but this is a spot where the Wolves need to start thinking about trading Delo cuz he's due for what 31 million dollars in the last year of his deal or something like that. Yeah, a lot of money. So, yeah, something like that. A lot of money and that that's not the Wolves' fault. That was a that was a contract from the Brooklyn Nets when he was with them. But another point that I want to bring up is I think maybe a reason for Connolly, the new president of basketball operations, Tim Connolly, wanted to do this is because d'lo is a Rosas guy, a Garrison Rosas guy. You can kind of create a new era of Timberwolves basketball. Obviously, you don't just sell off every single Rosas piece, but you can take an inefficient point guard, swap them for either a player or some draft picks, and you can pick up a point guard on a lesser deal if you draft one. I think ty Ty Washington at 19 makes a lot of sense. Now, That's if he stays. Uh, He has a green room invite, if I remember correctly. So that means that he could potentially be taken in the lottery, because pretty much every guy who gets picked up in the green room... That's 15, right? It's lottery picks. Lottery picks. 14. 14. 14. So some of these guys, Ty Ty Washington is there, but also another guy that the Wolves are looking at, Blake Wesley out of Notre Dame. Is another guy, Jaden Hardy, who's a G League guard, people are looking at. Um another player that the Wolves are probably looking at, Jeremy Sochan, who is a uh small forward or like power forward type player from Baylor. Um but then there's also kind of the normal suspects uh in terms of like green room guys like Chet Jabari, Palo, Jaden, Keegan, guys that we talked about. Dyson's there, even Shaden Sharp is there. Um You know, AJ Griffin, who's probably gonna get picked around ten, is up there too. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of intrigue once we get past uh the first four or five picks per se. I mean the draft really starts at pick four, but even moving past that, prospects are still kind of wide open. If Ty -Ty Washington is there at nineteen, this is has the Wolves have to do this. Um now granted if they keep the E low and they pick tie, that creates a little bit of a tough spot because you still have Caleb McLaughlin off the bench for the Wolves. So that's three point guards. Three good point guards at that. So tie tie makes a lot of sense. Um I've heard people mocking Walker Kessler to the Wolves at nineteen. I don't know about I that.
2: Gonna, I was gonna mention that quickly,
1: but here's was- here's the thing, and like um, it was Dane Moore, and then there was another guy. I can't think of who the reporter was, but they had an exchange on Twitter and Walker Kessler possesses a lot of like interesting traits at that center spot that you could put next to cat and move just cat to move just move cat to the floor. But Kessler's defense is a little bit overstated. He's not a guy who's gonna wedge screens. He kind of just plays drop coverage and he he's a really good rim protector, but that's like a that's like a late first like second round pick that I think he would do. Like it reminds me a little bit of uh who was that really big Kansas guy that the that the uh that the Jazz picked last year? Thirty-five Awuzier. I can picture
2: it. Is that his name? I
1: Like it sure kinda reminds me of that. Not that Awoozie is as good defensively as Walker Kessler, but like that's the spot that you want to pick a guy like that. A guy who is very simple defensively. Um he's told teams that he sees himself as a shooter at the next level. <laughs> no way. Um That's a guy that you pick up to either be like a low level starter or off the bench. He's not going to average a lot of points, but he'll average like a couple blocks a game, which is good. I'm not saying that's bad, but you're at 19. Like you're in that no man's land between late first round and lottery. Take a swing. You know, take a home run swing. You've got opportunities, you've got players. And I think Ty Ty Washington is a potential home run swing. Nothing wrong with picking a Kentucky guard outside the lottery picking a Kentucky guard in the lottery has bared fruit, Devin Booker, uh, Donovan Mitchell, like they're really good. Kentucky produces these
2: players for a reason. I'm surprised you haven't mentioned what some people think is going to happen here, but Kennedy Chandler, that I, that is terrifying if I'm a Wolves fan. Yeah. I want nothing to do with Kennedy Chandler if I'm a Wolves
1: fan. Okay, and this is kind of the part of the whole like, do we really take Tennessee seriously? That we I mean, we had that conversation when March Madness was going on, and then we kind of underrated Tennessee, but then they ended up not playing well against Michigan, whatever. The reason why Chandler is there is because he's athletically gifted, but he's a little bit raw. He's good on the pick and roll, too. He's really good on the pick and roll, and Ty Ty is also good on the pick and roll. And that's why so many people are saying that the Wolves are going to trade D'Lo, because one of D'Lo's strengths is handling the ball in the pick and roll. If you can pick up a guy on a cheaper deal who can do that same thing, that's huge. It kind. Of, I think Chandler makes sense if Ty Ty's gone, you know. Like, but I don't know a ton about Chandler. This is probably a sign for me to watch a little I've bit heard of enough, Kennedy like, Chandler.
2: Like, really overly positive about this. I heard I've, good stuff I've, about him. I've He's fine. Like, He's all right. This is something to be like scared of. This is like a like riskier pick than it like seems on a surface level. Yeah. Well, especially if, if de- like, like Brian said, maybe this is like the whole Tennessee. Like, I don't trust the Tennessee <laughs> kind of thing. But
1: if. If it's if Delo's gone and your only option is Kennedy Chandler, then I'm a little bit worried. But then again, I'm going to give the kid a chance.
2: Wesley, so like, I don't. I think Wesley
1: will probably be at this. So Blake Wesley is interesting because I've seen him listed as a wing, which only that'd be a two guard. He's six foot two. He is not a wing. <laughs> like he's a two guard. If he's playing wing, he's a point guard. Like or he's going to have to be a point guard at the next level. So this. And that's what I mean. Like there's three players around that spot kind of if you're want if you're looking Adele's for a guard.
2: Too, which no, don't take
1: EJ Littell, please. No, 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 no. Take his teammate, Malachi Branham. You could he's, talk about him really He's like not gonna that. be there. Um, but my goodness, uh, a steal in the back half of the draft lottery is Malachi Branham. If the wolves are able to facilitate a deal uh, with somebody like that. I still wouldn't like it cuz he's probably going to play two guard. He's not going to be a point guard. I mean, unless Kyle, you think Ant can run point guard?
2: <laughs> you know, what? it's Anthony Edwards. I wouldn't I wouldn't put it above him. I think Anthony Edwards could play the f-
1: could play the center position if he really wanted to. Um but Malachi Branham is interesting. He's probably a Cavalier, which scares me. Uh, especially if the Wolves are going to move into that Eastern Conference division, which that's another thing. Jules, did you see the potential realignment for the NBA in a few years if they bring in two expansion franchises? Uh,
0: I did see that, and I don't like it whatsoever. What, you don't want the Wolves to play the Bucks and the Bulls every year? That'd be fun. <sighs> I, I mean, mean we would lose. Fun. It would be fun, yeah, but... We would yeah, lose, but, Fun? It wouldn't be entertaining.
2: Yeah.
0: It'd be fun. I want it.
2: it. I want it. Yeah, I want it. Most pro-team chaos guy over here wants it.
1: So, <laughs> but that's kind of... So, let's say uh malachi Branham goes to the Cavs or probably something like that like i wish the wolves had that as a need because i love malachi Branham. this is where we're getting into stuff where we're just like talking about random prospects and kind of having a little like kind of a jolly moment about it but i mean there's really good there's i guess the overall point is there's really good talent after pick 10 in this draft not Hall of Fame level, not all star level, oh, probably. The, the
2: disrespect to Johnny Davis will not be, be tolerated. <laughs> Here's the thing if there's anybody
1: in that realm, it's yeah, going to be Johnny. It is Johnny. So I, I'll say that. But like, I, this is so weird. And this is why I don't want Tim Connolly's job. This is why Tim Connolly makes the decisions. Um, but I think he has to be looking at guards. And he's got to be looking at Washington, Chandler, and Wesley any one of those guys i'm fine with per se it'll be interesting to see like oh so if d has gone does mclaughlin start or does he put the rookie in right away like what's the what's the play i guess
0: yeah i mean unless we straight up drafted somebody who would like the only way that i see the wolves get rid of d and not start mclaughlin is trading up for a higher spot in the draft which that's possible. Which is mean, possible, but at that, that point, who do you pick in this draft that the Wolves could trade up for, with a package of D'Angelo Russell, what to then get, get somebody who's yeah, let me let me let me think enough, about that me, for a second. To, that, to then not only draft somebody at a higher pick, but draft somebody who has enough skill at a collegiate level to start at an NBA level.
2: Kyle, you want to talk? I'm going to think about well, that I'm for a second. Say Johnny Davis again. <laughs> as a as a theorize for the Wolves, what if Johnny Davis? I, is I would love for Davis the on the Wolves. This I'm being dead, I'm being I dead think serious. Johnny Davis will get picked at either number nine or number eleven, and maybe thirteen. i There's seen, no I've it's, seen it's, some he's 13. either a spur or Nick. There's no yeah. in between, Kyle. <laughs> but the world where he is not a spur or not a Nick, and like it's pick twelve, and the Wolves are like, mm. like ah, Johnny Davis is on the board. <laughs> like we didn't see this coming but we have to we have to do something about you it. You
0: imagine Russell to the Thunder.
2: That's who no. has pick. Thunder is 12th pick. No, they already have too many guards. That'd be
1: such a that'd be such a shit show in the backcourt. It'd be funny though.
0: It would be funny, but yeah, no way. way. It'd be hilarious program, because but. then you have to watch the Thunder start to struggle with who they decide to get rid of.
1: And it's weird too cuz it's probably Shea when it shouldn't be that. I mean, I don't know. I, if we want to look at, you know, guards okay. in the sense of like around let's, there.
0: Let's say at most at most with a good package, D'Angelo Russell, I guarantee thirty one mil. I bet the wolves even tried to offer some of that contract in a deal. Oh let's yeah, they, a, have it, the the eat wolves, the they have to get the wolves. Of that at least half of that. At most, what could you see them trading up to? Eight? Nine?
2: <sighs> what what is going to be available at eight? That's well, the, that's the Pelicans pick. They want to trade down. Um, is there anyone like. I'm, I'm thinking like Davis is the highest guy they'd look at. Like, well, r- like if, realistically, if if Dyson Daniels down. is still on the board, that's
1: possible.
0: A lot of people maybe really Sharp? like Dyson uh, maybe Daniels. Maybe the Wolves, like, really like him. How, how do we I feel about know. Benedict?
2: Mathurin? Ben Matherin?
0: Yeah, Mathurin. Mathurin. Because that's that eighth pick.
2: Yeah. I don't know how to feel about him, like, personally, like, at all. I, I Well, I've heard good and the thing bad. with
1: Matherin is that I don't know if he has like offensive tools per se that are super translatable, but he's an energy guy, like, he's gonna get he's I gonna mean, give a hundred
0: percent. Oh, I mean, he's straight out of high school drafted in top 10 project or projected top 10.
1: Well, he played at Arizona, what was it, one year or what was it? Two, two years, sorry, it was two years, yeah, sophomore, but he didn't, he had a really quiet freshman year,
2: so. I mean like Davis, like he, I think he might have even come off came off the bench freshman year. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, but if you're talking motor and will, just pick Johnny Davis. <laughs> like I think I am firm a firm believer. If there's anything that Johnny Davis does best in this draft is like his will to play, like giving 110. percent
1: Would that work next to Antho? Like, would his play style work next to Ant? That's like an honest question. I think they could work it out. I like Davis would have to handle the ball. Um, like he he wouldn't score as much. I think he has to realize that.
0: I mean so, isn't I he the, isn't he a big defensive tell, guy in the first oh, place yeah. if
2: you tell Johnny Davis like you're not going to shoot like any three balls which I think you know <laughs> that might be a ridiculous Chris, Chris Finch someone, just tells him someone, no like you you're not work, allowed you need to work on your threes before you start taking them like and if you see a mid-range shot or like create the shots like the way that Johnny Davis likes to like in the mid-range or like if you see an opportunity to drive to the hoop like mm. if he just plays to his strengths and like I hate to say it, but if he lets Ant cook from time to time...
0: I mean, look at it this way. Analysts, analy- analysts are saying Davis would look good next to Beal. On top of that, yeah. could Davis look even better next to Ant? Well, duh. I think duh. I think he would look even but, better. It might be a better fit. The idea that like Beal is the ball handler for the Wizards,
2: right? Well, I don't think... Well, here's my... Th- I, don't that's, think, I think Bradley Beal getting traded. Yeah, well,
1: okay, we're talking about two different things here, but with the Wolves...
0: Hold on, are do we, we, though? could we do see you, could we see a, a Beal trade? Beal for Russell and we trade up? No. <laughs> no. I don't know. That'd be pretty funny. Okay. It would be
1: funny. It would be funny, but the issue is we already have and we already have Malik Beasley. Malik Beasley needs to get traded sometime soon, um, or maybe not traded, but like his contract's a little heavy for how much he plays. Yeah, Malik and, Beasley
2: was also a 19th pick overall pick, by the way, which is kind of The last
1: pretty time pretty the pretty Wolves funny. have picked outside of the lottery yeah. was Malik was, was Malik it? Beasley. Two out of
2: the last 18 years, right? Yep. The Wolves have picked outside the yeah. lottery.
1: And the only other time was 19, and that was Malik Beasley. The thing with, and I want to go back a little bit to uh, to Matherin, just a little bit. He seems more like an off-ball guard, I guess, which this is kind of the issue. If the Wolves tr- trade away d it's not so much point guard and shooting guard. They need an on-ball guard. Then you start getting into situations where, okay, we look at on-ball or off-ball guard. Not necessarily the idea of a point guard. We just need somebody yeah. to dribble. And Matherin can make shots off the dribble, but he's not like a prime distributor of the basketball. Okay, isn't that kind, kind of how?
0: Isn't Isn't that kind of what McLaughlin already is though? I mean, he's on you ball. He starts start? their play. Do I, want, like, do I want McLaughlin to start though? Would you rather want McLaughlin or Mathurin or Mathurin to start? Okay,
1: if you're giving me that hand, then probably McLaughlin. But there's better options. Like that's, that's,
2: that's a playoff we, Team is not starting.
1: Caleb McLaughlin. No disrespect to Caleb, but he's best served off the bench. So. You then go to a situation where I think, I think you're just you kind of have to just take the fact that you are going to look at Blake Wesley, Ty Ty, or Chandler. That's just kind of where you're at.
2: So is is Liddell a nightmare pick? Like who's who are you trying to avoid? Not that Liddell's a bad player. I just don't think he fits. It's too high. And also, right. the if the Wolves are going to pick a Ford, they need the they need defense. Well, that's what he's getting drafted as because he like what it was like. 2.7 2. blocks a game. and was Which it is two point like, seven blocks? It's it's like it's like near two and a half. Like it's
0: mobility like, makes up to lack for his height. Yeah, yeah two point two point six 2. blocks. Yeah. Savvy savvy post w- scores and like it, e. Liddell three point shooter over three years at Ohio State. So, Projected know. as a power forward or small ball center who could give Chicago a boost on both ends of the floor. Oof, small ball center for EJ Liddell, that'd be a nightmare. It, I I don't know if I, 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 I want know. to do that.
1: Anyways. This this is either Wesley, Washington, or Chandler for the Wolves. It has to be. Um, I, I don't know. It It's tough. Um, I mean, Chandler, like pretty much all the these, like this group of three has very similar strengths. Like they're very good at handling the ball. They're good in the pick and roll. This is a situation where I'm just going to like look to Tim Conley, and be like, hey, you guys spend way more time watching film than I do make the right decision, please, and, you know, don't worry too much. But once again, we're talking, and this is my fault because I brought it up, but this is a spot where, like, this is if the Wolves have already traded D'Lo, and if they haven't moved up, if they traded for, like, future picks. Because I think that's a possibility, too, where they just trade for future picks and they stand pat at 19 this year. That could happen. Um, If they're staying, they're probably going to draft a forward, which... I mean, Jaden Hardy's there, but like that's another like shooting guard. You could go Nikola Jovic, not Jokic, Jovic, <laughs> which he might get picked in the lottery, so I don't know. Uh, but besides I that, I don't, I
2: don't, I, don't think so.
1: I, I mean, I really don't know about he's like, Walker. He's Kessler. in the
2: 20s and like every mock draft I look at. It.
1: Oh, I saw this guy. He worked out with the Wolves yesterday. Uh, Jake Laravia. I'm kind of just looking through the ringer's big board. Is it, it Laravia?
2: I think I've heard his name before.
1: But he's a guy who's just kind of a tweener.
2: Like, he just kind of he just kind of does a little bit of everything. Was he working out for, like, a second-round pick kind of thing? No, I think it was oh, first. Because,
1: really? like, a, well, he's a round-first, like, first-round talent. Like, he's there. I mean, I it's been a while since I've seen a Wake Forest player be it in the first round. Like, they've produced great talent, like Chris Paul and Tim Duncan, but I haven't seen a lot of Wake Forest players be that high. So... And not that this is high. To be, like, 30th is not high, but you know what I mean? Like, this is interesting. I wish I wish I got paychecks to make these decisions, but I don't.
2: And I'm probably better oh,
1: off for not the doing better,
0: it. Yeah, better reason be- of that. Better
1: for
2: the Wolves because oh, yeah, we would think, be awful. I think all three of us could run an NBA team into the ground in a year. <laughs> you mean to the clouds? No.
1: Easily. <laughs> Easily to the ground. I mean, the Wolves... <laughs> if they're if they're not trading delo they might just have to trade down if i'm being honest and it all depends on how the board uh kind of shakes out but the best players at their spot are all point guards yeah so <laughs> i don't know what you do
0: well i would say it's probably a good question to leave for now and we'll leave off on that as well do you guys have any uh any uh, draft night plans for next what is it next thursday I got to work the next morning so I'm probably just going to watch in bed. Yeah. What do you, you sh-
2: I don't know how long I'll watch to be honest. The big I, yeah. question,
1: do I turn off tweet notifications or not? Do I watch it are TV-wise you, or do I just ch- you, or do I just check Twitter? You, well, cuz Twitter you get it 10 minutes before the pick happens.
0: I would turn your Twitter off if you're going to actually watch it. If you're not going to watch it, just leave it on.
2: Hmm.
1: I don't know. I need to know if Davis is a yeah, Spur or a nick we, before we it happens.
2: Had some, we had some laughs watching the NFL draft because I knew who the Vikings were picking before <laughs> Brian did because he put his phone down. And I was I was rolling. like It was hilarious. But I don't know. if, you, if Appar- you don't. Apparently, seen is doing really
1: well in training camp. Oh, that's good to hear. So, I don't know. Hopefully, it, he learned how to play coverage behind we, him for we, the first uh, time.
0: Should we go to one of the uh, everybody can go days? No. Why not?
1: No. All right, fine i haven't I haven't forgiven some of those players for last year yet That's fair enough
0: i uh I did bring up to Alex that uh first weekend after well, not I guess I don't know when we're gonna move in yet, but technically that first weekend after we start school mm-hmm. coming back to go do the state fair absolutely so. yeah. We need even to pump even Alex full of grease. Well, no, he, I was even, I was even like, I'll get him like a souvenir. That was my birthday present to him. Is I'm gonna get him like some state fair souvenir for him. But
2: Dude, I'll buy him some food. That's like fifteen bucks. I'll uh,
0: buy him an RC cola. <laughs> <laughs> Dude,
2: we gotta get him on Sweet Martha's cookies. I wonder. Uh, I say we bring like three buckets back
0: to the. You know they sell, they sell those like frozen at kid. Cub. Like, like the balsam. I've seen it not the same. Like no. It's the same recipe.
2: Part, part of the thing about the State Fair... The cookies, fresh cookie. It's, it's the, fresh the freshness,
0: yeah. yeah. We're so off topic.
2: It's cool. We really are. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: what, what, do
1: you, what do you think... How do you think he'd feel about garlic fries? Hold on. Should we,
0: should we put a bet, a bet right? down? Does, he doesn't listen to the podcast. Should we put a bet down right now to see what his favorite... <laughs> 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 Alex screams we, fried pickle
2: guy to me. He can't.
0: Does he, if I, if I have the, to stand he, in a pickle sh- line at the state Hold fair, I'm going to be upset. Scream, does he scream fried pickle or does he scream regular pickle?
1: If I have to stand at a pickle on a stick line in the state fair, I'm going to send him home.
0: Like well, I don't, I'm getting in well, line for the fried pickles. You know fried pickles, fine. I don't want to wait for you know, a you know, pickle you know, on a stick. You know what we will wait in line for is the giant turkey leg. No.
1: I love them. Of course, in the baking, boiling sun, you know what I want? I want a hot piece of meat. Just a That's hot the, piece of turkey. That is the about the Minnesota State. Like, everyone has their own thing. Pronto pups all day. Prano pups are pretty good. Pronto pups all Hold on. Day. Should
0: we put that to the test? Should we have him try a corn dog and a prano pup and see which one he likes more?
1: He's going to say Should corn eat? dog, and then I'm just going to want to kill him. <laughs> 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 That's going to be the problem. <laughs> all right. All right. Are uh, we done? Are we done? I think we could probably am we're good. Am, am, am I released from we're, captivity?
0: We're wrapping up. Uh, guys, if you tuned into the show for this long and you listened to this nonsense, thank you. Uh Again, Future Timberwolf, tie Ty, Ty, Washington. Fun special episode. We have no clue when we're doing our next one. It might be as late as uh, mid August once we get settled into our we apartment. We could we it, could
1: do something early July.
0: We we might. We'll see. We will uh, definitely not put an update out until. I gotta the I gotta be in Oshkosh late finish. July,
1: yeah, so I can't two. do we'll that. Right. yeah, dude, we'll t- Oshkosh. We'll tweet
0: out the Twitter. episode. We'll do all that fun stuff. We'll let you guys. You know want what me to that, you, do
1: so. you do all the all the avid listeners at home, our massive base of fans, want me to live tweet the draft next thursday
0: i'm sure they want you to so uh you know you i think you got the login for twitter don't you yeah, i think so yeah, so look at sportsball go puck if you want uh, on twitter if you guys want There's like i think the only people following that page are us yeah we need to boost it, no Kyle. one's ever tweeted on it. that you know i'm surprised we've never used our instagram and we have like 40 <sighs> followers something like that uh, the stories probably the help stories. a little bit. Anyways, guys, if you turned in this if you uh tuned in for this long, thank you for listening today. Again, it is just the three of us. No Alex, we missed him. But uh we hope you guys tune into our next episode whenever it may be. And again, thank you for listening to another episode of Sportsball Go and Puck. Have a great day.